<laughs> Welcome to Facing Fear with Sarah. My name is Sarah McInerney Hawk. I am your host. I went from 30 flirty and thriving to 30 flirty and surviving. I was diagnosed with breast cancer at age 30, and prior to that, I had faced a lot of fears in life, which led me to creating this podcast in 2019. Fast forward, here we are many years later, and I've interviewed over 100 different guests with many stories of how they face fear while remaining unapologetically authentic. That is what we are here to do, encourage you to live your life unapologetically and authentically. The Facing Fear world recently got a little bit bigger because a new part of it is in the world, and that's my book, my very first book. It's called Does Carcinoma Mean Cancer? It covers the four days between being tested for cancer and finding out that I had it, and the funny things that happened in between. Well, you know, funny, happy, sad, etc. It can be found anywhere on Amazon, and it's a graphic memoir, which means it is 70% art, 30% text, and it's 74 pages long. So it's something you could read in one sitting, revisit multiple times because the art has a lot of dual meanings and I'm so proud of it. Go check it out on Amazon or facingfearwithsarah.com backslash book. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to the third part in Facing Fear, Buying Properties chapter, series, season. I should have probably picked a word. I think season is the best word. But anywho, hi, I'm your host, Sarah. And on this podcast, I interview individuals who are facing fear or have faced fear and how they have overcome it. They give us the raw, real, vulnerable stories filled with tools to help you do the same. Today on the show, I have two guests, our final two guests, Dina and Kyle, and they've got two really different stories of how they are making it work in investing and buying property. If you have not caught up, I highly suggest going back all the way to a month ago when this series dropped. I had an episode with just me on what I went through to get to the point to be ready to buy a home. Um, hint, hint, it was a long journey. I also interviewed our realtor, Levi Cromer, so go check out that episode. If you are on social media, go find the Facing Fear with Sarah Instagram, and there's an, another episode with a realtor named Marcus. So now here we are at the end of this season where we have two more guests, Dina Phillips and Kyle Crawford. We're going to kick today off with Dina and Dina is a coworker of mine and she recently bought her home last year by herself. I love Dina's story because a lot of times when you think about buying a home, you're like, oh, well, I must wait for a partner or somebody to do this with me or to have a family when in reality is you can do it whenever the hell you want. Dina shows us what her saving strategy was like what it was like going through actually buying and now being a homeowner. So she provides us with a lot of background, inspiration, and Dina is absolutely, if she's not anything, she keeps it real. So I'm pumped for you to hear from her. My name is Dina Phillips. I'm from Columbus, Ohio, living in Indianapolis, loving it. I'm a Midwest girl at heart. And I am not really millennial or Gen Z. It's like a zillennial a little bit of each. And that's kind of where I am at my life right now. 
I love that. That is literally a great description for you. Zillennial. Amazing. I didn't I didn't make that up. Um, <laughs> I read it online. That's, that's you, I think. So I love it. So Dina, um, tell me about the moment when you set the goal with the intention of being a homeowner. Yes. Um, for Christmas, my parents asked me what I wanted. So this was probably maybe November. Um, and I asked for generational wealth. We did not know what that meant. I just said it, wasn't exactly sure what I was asking for. Um, And that's when I kind of realized, like, I think I want to buy a house. Um, Even though I was in a lease that did not end until June. But I thought this is what I wanted. So I decided to buy something. I was like, I want to own something. I could have bought a bike. I could have bought a book. There's a a lot of other things I could have gotten, but I decided to go for it, go big or go home. Wow. So somewhere along December-ish, and I started the looking process in January, and I put an offer in in February. Okay, amazing. And then you got the home in April? March 11th, 2021. One of the fears that I had and one of the things I felt so, quote, stupid about is I wish my parents would have told me, okay, congratulations, you're 15 and you work at Subway. You need to be saving like 60 bucks every month or wealth building strategy to get to this large purchase. That is such a great question because um, I think it's something that we always think of. You have to have, you know, 20% to put down and you have to have thousands and thousands of dollars. And I didn't. While I started talking to my parents and my grandpa, his name is Papa, um, I told him what I wanted to do and everyone was honestly just willing to help in some way. So that was something that was super helpful as well as honestly just doing a lot of research about you don't have to put down 20%. There are a lot of first-time homeowner programs where there were down payment assistance and they would actually put down the 3.5%, which is the minimum you can put down and they'll do it for you. So I not only took advantage of that, but I actually did put down another amount on top of that to kind of take down the entire amount of the mortgage. So I would say that my saving isn't the best and that's not something that I'm good at, but things that you aren't good at, you find someone who is. So I actually have a financial advisor who handles my finances. Um, He breaks it down of this is how much I need to be saving per month. This is how much goes into my stocks, my 401k, my Roth. Um, things like that. And it's actually just all automatic because that's not something that I'm good at. And it's also not something that I truly want to spend some of my precious time doing. I'd rather just know that it automatically gets done and the rest of my life I can live in peace and spend as I'd like. I love it. I love it. I'm reading um, a book about investing right now, another topic I don't know much about. And that's what they say. You need to make it automatic and painless for you so you don't think about it because I'm the same way. I got a lot of other fun things going on. I would not like to do that. So that's amazing. And exactly. That's awesome that your family joined in on that. And that's one of my goals too, is to create generational wealth because my family doesn't come from that either. So I hope to, you know, set that up for the future. So that's great. Tell me wherever you want to actually in the stage of, okay, I'm going to do this or going through the research or actually going through the home buying process. What were some of your fears? What wasn't a fear? (laughs) I was nervous to be doing something this large on my own. I do have a partner and he's great, but I mean, when it comes to taxes and the state, I am single. So I'm doing things on my own. And as my birthday was in January, I turned 26. I was like, oh my goodness, how do I know I'm too young? Or 
too single or too new to the city to be making such a large decision. Um, so there was a lot of fear in the beginning. There was fear when I was going through the process of, oh my goodness, what if this inspection doesn't go well? Or, oh my gosh, what if they don't even accept my offer? What if they counter? And then what if after the inspection, because it did go well, they said, no, we're not going to fix all these things that you want. So honestly, every day is a new thing <laughs> to stress about there. You will not ever feel like, wow, I wish I had something to stress about right now because the stress overflows. Most of it was during for me. I didn't really feel a lot of stress in the beginning. I like what I like. And that's just kind of how I operate. I first thought I wanted a condo. I looked at two. I didn't want it anymore. I looked at two homes. I said, this is what I want. And I put in an offer. Um, and that was it. I didn't take a long time to decide. I said, this is what I want. And this is what I'm going to go for. Even if I don't have all my answers right now, I'll probably figure it out because that's just how I work. I get it done. So definitely during the midst of all the things. Oh, that's that's amazing. And you touched on a really imp important point there that I think there's a major difference between partnering with somebody and two incomes trying to buy, into, buy home and a single income. What leads people to buy a house sometimes is like, got the partner, we are, are either mm -hmm. engaged or like are seriously together or we get married, like let's get the house. So I want you to talk a little bit more about like your story in having your partner and your boyfriend, but doing this completely yeah. on Dina's time, management, energy, effort, money, all of that stuff. <laughs> um, it wasn't easy. It wasn't. It still isn't to this day. I mean, there's something new every day that happens and I'm like, oh gosh, what am I going to do? But um, I think that, like you said, it doesn't make it easy for single people to do these things. But if you know that you want it, you just kind of go for it. And, and honestly, like I said, I wanted to own something and I just didn't want to pay rent anymore. Why am I paying to borrow this space? And then you're going to get mad at me if I like make a scratch in the wall or something that takes honestly two seconds to paint. So I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And also, um, I'm not sure what my future holds. I don't know where I want to end up or what that looks like, you know, 20, 50 years from now or whatever. But I thought that it would be a really good investment to start out with a place of my own and possibly, you know, rent it to either Airbnb as a possibility or more so do long-term rentals. Um, I lived in a house with my best friends in college and I have some of my best college memories there. And I was like, wow, what if I could do that for someone else? So that's kind of something I'm thinking about for the future. And also I tried not to get too hung up on like, oh my gosh, you just signed something for a 30 year mortgage. You are locked into this for the rest of your life because you're not. There are plenty of people looking. So buying, selling, yes, it is crazy and stressful and absolutely chaotic. But I try not to see things as just black or white. You can't live your life in an all or nothing fashion, because it will drive you crazy. You will get anxiety and you will be stressed. I've learned that in therapy. It's taken 26 years probably for me to understand that. But the quicker you swallow that pill, the easier it is to live your life of this isn't my end all be all. I will figure it out. I will do it and I'll be okay. Whew, you just hit on like four of my fears throughout that. So <laughs> good to know that you're not alone, you know? Yes, um, the you have to face the fear and do it anyways. Like, this absolutely amazing girl, woman named Sarah told me that. And I was like, I'm writing this down and possibly tattooing it. So. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. I love it. Tell me your highest high and your lowest low throughout this whole journey. Oh, oh my goodness. 
the highest high. Um, who honestly, when I signed all of the papers, so everyone said like, oh my gosh, you're going to be there for five hours. I was probably only there maybe an hour, hour and a half. Same. And most of it was because I like wanted some cute pictures. I needed some coffee and I need to put some heels on for the pictures. It was <laughs> not that bad. And um, my partner was unable to take off work for that, but it was actually better that he wasn't there. Cause I was like, this is a me moment. Oh my goodness. And I popped a bottle of champagne that night and I um, like ate dinner in the house. I think we ordered like pizza. So I wasn't going to cook or anything, but knowing that this is my space and there is no one who can tell me what to do here because this is mine. And I not just own it, but like I feel my own energy and I get to do what I want in this space. That feeling can't be matched um, of knowing that you not only hit a goal, but like you were just in your element, in your space. And I feel that way about, you know, the mental space that I take up, the emotional space that I take up, like this is my physical space and I'm going to take up every single inch of it. Um, so that was probably my highest high, my lowest low. I have had a bajillion. Um, (laughs) so I unfortunately had my house broken into after only one month of living there. Um, so I signed all the papers, March 11th, my house was broken into April 12th Wow! and they took a lot of things and not just kind of like, you know, some clothes, but they took appliances, which was very stressful. Um, and it was hard feeling like Am I, am I doing the right things? Did I make the right decision? Should I not have been a homeowner? Mm -hmm. All of my insecurities came back flooding. And I had to really realize that I did the absolute best that I could with what I had. I cannot let my insecurities and my fear overtake me. And even on a super personal note, it has right now it's June. Um, so it's been three months almost. And I still have some of those feelings all the time. Today, I received a letter in the mail from the city that my grass needed to be cut. And you said, that is the least of my worries, just freaking chill. (laughs) So it's just, so it's like, if there's not one thing, there's another, that is pretty stressful because I'm like, that brings back my insecurities and my fears again, but I have to remember to put those at bay. I'm doing the best that I can with what I have. Um, So honestly, it's been like two months of lows of figuring the things out. And then my insurance had to do an investigation and the police department was involved. Um, and then, like I said, now the city says that my grass needed to be cut, but it was raining today. So the grass guy couldn't come. And I don't even know when it happened or why they didn't tell me before now. And then I heard a big boom earlier. I just knew something was wrong. So I go outside and my neighbor's tree has fallen. I need to make sure that's not in my property because I'm a property owner and I need to see what's going on. But as a homeowner, there are ebbs and flows. Um, But then just knowing that this is my space and no one can tell me what to do just makes it feel a little bit better. I am getting to the point in my life, I'm almost 30. So sometimes when I go to bonfires or like dinners at friends' houses who have been longtime homeowners or property owners, and they get into these deep conversations about like this type of shingling or like flooring or whatever. I've always been like, oh, your life must be just, you know, so boring because that's all you have to talk about. But now like right. I, this is all so interesting to me and very curious and matters. Yes. Ah. So, yeah, I definitely I definitely feel that if it's not one thing, it's another. And that's kind of how it goes, you know, like as we evolve and grow, I don't want to say older, but just as people 
the things we talk about change. Like I never thought I would be into like, what kind of alarm system do you have? Or Exactly. <laughs> um, what would you like to tell someone that you wish you knew prior to starting this process or halfway through or any part? Like what do you wish you knew most that you'd like to share? You will never know everything. You can do all of the research and you can equip yourself and the people around you and your support system, but you will never know everything and that's okay. Um, you know what you know and you do what you can and you put people around you who can help um, not only support you, but maybe answer questions, which is why you have a realtor, you have a mortgage lender, but it's okay that you don't know everything, but you're doing it anyways. Um, that's probably my biggest piece of advice because I think that we stress ourselves out with a multitude of things in life of, oh, I don't know, you know, X, Y, Z or all these different pieces or what's going to happen next. And we never know all the 10 next steps. We can think that we do, but we don't. And that is so stressful to think and to say, and I promise tomorrow I'm going to be stressing out about something that I don't know the steps for, but it's all part of the journey and it's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dina, is there anything that I didn't ask that you wanted to share on this topic? Everyone's experience is different. So just kind of let it flow, let it do its thing. Um, Like I felt that my beginning piece, like of literally only seeing two and falling in love and putting an offer in, in less than a week, um, was definitely super different than a lot of other people who are like, Oh, I had to look at 25,000 houses. Um, but it's okay. And that's totally fine. You never know what can happen, but don't think that one person's story is your story because your story is your story and your life and your journey. Absolutely. And this is, you know, more, even more on this topic, but the comparison trap is killer. How, oh, how did they get that big house? Why are they in a condo? Why aren't they in a condo? Wait, they're, they're buying a house after one year of being in an apartment. Like it, none of that stuff matters when it comes to you. So one person is not everyone's story. That's it. Drop the mic. (laughs) Thank you so much for inviting me. I can't wait to hear the episode. Did you know that facing fear is so much bigger than just an audio experience? I want to point you to facingfearwithsarah.com linked in the show notes where you will find a blog where I go deeper into certain fears and thoughts and provide a prompt for you, a newsletter where I only hit you up once a month with a bolt of inspiration and podcast updates, a merchandise shop where whatever you purchase, a certain percentage of that actually goes right back into the show to help me keep it running. There is also a podcast workshop called The Breeze Through, so I can teach you or someone you know, or maybe you want to buy it as a gift for somebody else who's looking to create their own podcast. You can do that on my website. Finally, I'm also a public speaker, so I am available for hire at corporate, university, school, networking, whatever the group may be. And I do a interactive workshop on facing fear that gives everybody some tangible, realistic ways that they can go out and face fear in their own lives. So, so much going on. Check it out. Of course, there's social media everywhere you go at Facing Fear with Sarah. Go check it out. FacingFearWithSarah.com. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Facing Fear podcast. 
I'd love to know what you think, so please leave a review on Apple's podcast app, or you can go to the Facing Fear with Sarah Facebook and leave a review there as well. If you or someone you know has a story of overcoming fear to pursue their own definition of success, please submit yourself or that person as a guest. You can do that at facingfearwithsarah.com. Until next time, I'll see you in the social media world. You can find the show everywhere at Facing Fear with Sarah or communicate directly by emailing hello at facingfearwithsarah.com. You made it to the end of the episode, so I'm going to give you a little surprise. I was recently published in the Wildfire Magazine. It is the first and only publication for and by those who are too young to be affected by breast cancer. And you can go get this issue at a discount. So visit wildfirecommunity.org and use code wildfire15 or even better, use the link in my social media, in the show notes today. And if you use that particular link and the code, you can not only save yourself money, but you can also earn me a little bit of money as I get a kickback from every purchase used under Sarah's link. So go check it out in the show notes. The issue is themed the new normal and This is relatable for anybody who's been through some kind of storm in life and is trying to figure out who they are and who and what and how and why life goes on afterwards. So check it out. Go visit wildfirecommunity.org. Use code wildfire15 to save on your version of a print or digital copy of the latest issue called The New Normal. Thank you so, so much for your support.